0: Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. In praying about today's message, a few weeks ago I spoke on the different seasons of life that we find ourselves in and um i I've, I've watched um i always watch people as some of you know and i watch patterns and i watch even seasons in my life cuz we're all in a season okay whether you want to admit it or not you're in a season and you won't always be in this season but right now you are right now you are and um You know, we sang the song this morning, you'll never let me down and that kind of thing. I guess honestly if our perspective is right he doesn't let us down. But sometimes our perspective gets a little skewed. And we as Christians walk around like we're down. So my question to you as well as to me, I thought he doesn't let us down. Let that be a challenge for us and Mick saying it about keeping our trust in him and believing that he is our firm foundation and, and he is and he is just that. So I want to read some passages of scripture and i wanna uh, I don't want to pull it out of context, Barry, but I wanna I wanna I wanna shift it into the perspective of what we're talking about so these some of these are familiar to you just stay with me hebrews 12 wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses let let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us or entangles us or holds us back that's what that word beset means Let us run the race with patience or endurance or determination. Now, not a fleshly or a humanistic determination, but by God's help, I will run this race. That's what I'm talking about. I will run the race that is set before us, the particular race that God has planned for each one of you. We should remove from our lives anything that would get in the way and the sin that so easily hinders us from forward movement, forward movement. Now, we all know about the sin. We all know that we're not supposed to be doing those things. We all know that, right? This is first grade. We all know that, right? So why some of us haven't forsaken the sin, I'm not sure that's between you and God. I would just encourage you to do that. That's another topic. But we all know about the sin. But what about laying aside every weight? Every weight. Stripping off the unnecessary weight. Now I'm not talking about losing 10 pounds. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Let us throw off any extra baggage. Let us get rid of every burden. We must get rid of everything that slows us down in our race, in our race, in our walk with God. And especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and keep tripping us up. I have the fire Bible. I don't know if any of you have that uh, Bible, but it's an incredible Bible written by a Pentecostal in case you're wondering. And his his notes are in the Bible and the guide. The man, I don't even remember his name, but he passed away with cancer before the Bible was even printed. And somebody got a hold of it and printed it anyway. And it's just awesome. But he writes this in there. We must once and for all put aside the sin that has repeatedly gotten the best of us and has kept us from growing as we could in our relationship with God. We must also determine to put aside things that are not necessarily sinful, but neither are they beneficial in helping us move ahead with Christ. These things are simply dead weight that keep us from devoting greater time and attention to God. Lay aside every way. So it could be a sin. But there is a category for that. But maybe it's not a sin. So it's not bad in and of itself, but the magnitude of it maybe in our life is consuming us where we're not moving forward in the things of God. Things that are not beneficial in helping us move ahead in Christ. As I said, the last time I spoke, it was on being content in the season in which we find ourselves in. And I mentioned that there's some seasons that we like, and then there's some seasons that we don't like. Um, there's seasons that we enjoy. You know, um, the one that comes to mind is, well, it's not Lisa Bates anymore, it's Lisa Hatch. She's in a season. If you've seen her lately, She's in this season that I can tell she enjoys. And if you, I dare you to ask her next time you see her, say, are you in a season that you enjoy? See what she says. But that, that's who I think of. Seasons that we enjoy and seasons that we want to go on or to continue. And then there's some seasons that we hate and we can't wait for it to be over. Maybe there's a tragedy that's happened And it's just like a nightmare and you want the dream to be over. I've been there. Been there. Seasons that we accept and then seasons that we reject. Seasons that we complain to people and to God about. And I ask the question, are you resisting the season that God is allowing for your own good? Are you resisting that one? Are you resisting the difficult season that is there so that you can draw closer to him? Or maybe you can trust him more? Or maybe the season that character gets built in you and you become more like Christ. Is that the season that you're rejecting, that you're whining about, that you're complaining? And I mentioned that any season that the devil has to do with, we're going to fight him straight up. We're going to, no, we're not putting up with that. But some of us are trying to fight the devil, and the devil's not even around. He's not even in the room. And so we hear this word of transition, and many times, you know, we don't like it. It may have like a negative impression on us in reality we're all in transition some kind of transition Uh, we do have seasons that we move through but life just keeps on going Uh, you may be in a season with all our elementary kids I believe are out in children's church but so they have a season that they're in elementary school but life still keeps going It keeps going. It doesn't stop. And I know there are times that we're like, wait, wait a minute. Can can we just do a timeout? Can I just catch my breath? No, it won't stop. It won't stop. It keeps moving. Every I got good news. Every day you're getting older. Now you don't have to act older. But every day you're getting older. You're getting older. I told you it doesn't stop. I think most of us in here believes that we're in the last days or the end times, if you will. The kingdom has come with Jesus. And yet the kingdom is coming when he comes back. So we are in this time frame here. And many people, you know, will, they don't like it or they have different opinions of that. I can tell you when Jesus comes back for us, it'll be complete. It's not complete now. Trust me. It's not complete. His kingdom is not complete. Um, many people are just concerned for their life just for today. Maybe this is you. And you're just concerned about today, and you don't think about your future days. we're just going to live life and we're we're only concerned about what we're going to eat today. Have you ever met somebody that's just like concerned about eating they 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 always talk about it you know they Oh, this is the best restaurant, and you should try this, and you, you should go there. But that's that's all. Now, eating is good. Eating is good. But that shouldn't be our only focus. And then there's some people that are concerned about, you know, what to drink. And I'm not thinking about Malia over here with her energy drink or whatever that's called. Oh, you got to try this drink. This is this drink. This drink. This drink. This drink. This drink. But we we've got to drink. We've got to consume liquids, preferably water, but or someone that's you know. Let's say they're in real estate, and I'm not putting anybody down, but they're only consumed with, you know, real estate, buying and selling. Every time you talk to them, that's all they want to talk about. You can talk about the frog that jumped over the moon, and it'll come back to buying and selling. That's, that's just the way they are. It's the only thing that they think about. Or building something, maybe a company, maybe a ministry, maybe... A car. They want to rebuild their car. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with it. But there is a problem if it's the only thing that you think of. Now, here I go. Some people are only concerned about dating. Dating. Oh. Should I leave it there or should I go on? Let me leave it there. There's some that are concerned only about getting married and who to marry and looking and looking and looking and looking and looking. Now, don't get mad at me, because if you get mad and you stay offended, you won't make it to heaven. So just don't do it. Some people are only concerned about having children. As wonderful as children are, that's all. That's it. They only want to talk about that. I'm going to have this many children. And, and you say, well, w- do you live in Lakeland? Yes, I live in Lakeland, but I'm going to have this many children. And when I grow up and da-da. some are only concerned about working. I remember one guy told me, I'm going to be a millionaire when I'm 35. And he's just consumed with it and I I hope that he is a millionaire when he's 35. I don't have any problem with that, but that's all he's consumed with. People are so focused on just one or two things and then they get themselves off balance, off balance. all of these things, like I said, they're important and they all have value. How concerned are you about that? Let me read this passage of scripture in Luke 17. When the son of man comes again, it will be the same as it was when Noah lived. People were eating and drinking and getting married, even on the day that Noah entered the boat. And then the flood came and killed them all, continuing on. It will be the same As during the time of Lot, this is when the Son of Man comes, when Jesus returns. When God destroyed Sodom, those people were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building houses for themselves. For themselves. They were doing these things even on the day when Lot left town. The fire and the sulfur rained down from the sky and killed them all. This is exactly how it will be when the Son of Man comes again. They were doing all of these things just for themselves self centered, trying to fulfill self longing, had self on the throne. What only mattered to them was their gratification. Does that sound like today that we live in? I think it does. The Bible says this is exactly how it will be when the Son of Man comes. Again, there's nothing wrong with eating and drinking and building houses and all all of that. Nothing wrong with that. But if that's all we do, then we are in trouble. We're in deep trouble. We must include the perspective of what I call eternity future. Into all of that, into all of our concerns, into all of our day-to-day life, we have to think about eternity future. Yes, we're living today, but where are you headed? In the future. We've got to live day to day, but are you doing anything about eternity for yourself and for others? Are you doing anything about eternity? This is what I love about the food distribution here. I just, I love this. They're dealing with the day to day, that's food. And then they're dealing with eternity, which is getting people saved. How awesome is that? So now you have someone who is saved and believes in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Who started out by just coming to get some food. Jesus wasn't even on their Richter scale. Not even, not even at all. But now their eternity they're headed somewhere, and God used food. That's amazing to me. Do you know what? God will use all kinds of things that we have. Oh, well, I don't have this, and I don't have that. Quit looking. What do you have? You have a testimony of what God did for you? I've got plenty of them. Grateful for all of them. I'm always looking for ways to get my testimony in of what God, not, not about me, but what God did for me, G- giving hope for what He can do for them. The end is not yet, hasn't happened because Jesus hasn't come, but we are in the last days. We know that. We can see that all around us. The situation in Israel, it's terrible. Say, well, how do you feel about it? I stand with Israel. If somebody came into our nation, killed our citizens, took our women and children and men as hostages, I'd take a stand too. Yeah, I stand with Israel. And they are the apple of his eye. And I know some people want to argue I, I, about that. I don't have time to argue. That's just what God said. Deal with him. Maybe I'm a little apple. A little little one. They can be the big apple. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's what he said. So I stand with Israel. Second Timothy 3. Remember this. There are some terrible times coming in the last days. People now I, I was God was giving me this stuff before. So this isn't related to Israel but trust me it includes Israel. It's a good good illustration for this morning. People will here, terrible times coming in the last days. Now, Let me read this and see if you think we're in the last days. People will only love themselves and love money. They will be proud and boast about themselves. Last days? Yeah. They will abuse others with insults. Last days? Sounds like today? They will not obey their parents. They will be ungrateful and against all that is pleasing to God. This is why I say I don't have this list of sins or whatever. If it's not pleasing to God, it's not right. You and him can talk about it and argue all you want. I just want to do what's pleasing to him. They will have no love for others and will refuse to forgive anyone. Sound like today? They will talk about others to hurt them and have no self-control. Go ahead, just say ouch. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Second Peter 2 talks about scoffers and people who will walk in their own lusts. Unlike today, Matthew 24, many people will come and will use my name and they will say that I'm the Messiah. I trust you've heard of this before. It's been going on every once in a while. Some some guy will get up and he'll claim to be the Messiah. And many people, says here, and they will fool many people. And you will hear about wars that are being fought, like in Ukraine. And you will hear stories of other wars that are beginning, like in Israel. But don't be afraid. These things must happen before the end comes. I told you we're, the end is still yet coming. Nations will fight against other nations. Kingdoms will fight against other kingdoms. There will be times when there is no food for people to eat. starvation we don 't hear we don 't hear a lot about starvation here in America. We hear you know about grocery stores their shelves don 't have it and I, and I get it that's that's serious business, but starvations around the world there will be earthquakes in different places these are all about the end times but let me me give you that if you will that's like the the bad side of it let me give you the good side in the last days and it shall come to pass in the last days says God I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions and your old men will dream dreams Is that today? Is that happening today? Yes. God's Spirit is pouring out, whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not. Get around people who are travel the world and all that. It's amazing. Revivals that are happening and people coming to Christ. And even in the in the Muslim world, it's incredible. And you, and my servants and your handmaidens, I'll pour out my spirit in that day and they're going to prophesy too. The lesser ones, if you will, which I don't like that at all, but in other words, everyone, he included everyone. Well, not all the new gender things that's going on, but man and female of all ages, all status, all of it. Spirit, pouring out His Spirit, so we're in the in-between time of Jesus came, He came, and He's coming, and nobody knows when Jesus will come. So you know what? Stop focusing on that. When I was, you know, the people that are only concerned with when they don't 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 just be concerned. Well, which date is it, and which year is it? Save yourself. Just, he's coming. I don't, I, I don't know when, but I know he's coming. So we live like he's coming today, but then we plan and we prepare like he's not coming for years to come. Well, that doesn't sound like faith. No, he's coming. He's coming. But I'm not gonna go up to the mountain and just sit. For him to come. There's plenty of work that needs to be done. And so we tell others about his coming here in Lakeland and around the world. And we prepare ourselves for his coming. In order to move ahead with Christ according to his timing. We have to be content in the season that we're in. Listen to this in Philippians 4. In the context of what we're talking about. I am so happy and I thank the Lord that you have shown that you care for me, you continue to care about me, but there was no way for you to show it. I'm telling you this, not because I need something, here it is, I have learned to be satisfied or content with what I have and whatever happens. I know what it's like to live being poor and I know what it's like to have plenty. I have learned the secret of how to live through any kind of situation when I have enough to eat or when I'm hungry, when I have everything I need or when I have nothing. Christ is the one who gives me strength, the strength that I need to do whatever I must do. He was content in the season that he was in. We should be like that. We should be like that. We should be like, Lord, I know this is a difficult time, or, but, but teach me what I can learn. Teach me. Let me learn it. Let me share it with those around me. Are you accepting the season that you're in now? That's my question. Are you accepting that? Knowing that God has you there with a purpose. You may not see the purpose, but he has a purpose. And there's so much for you in that season if you'll trust him. You say, well, it's so hard. Do you trust him? I, I, don't, I don't know any other way to say it, but that, that's what it comes down to. And I'm not talking about, well, you you know, you can never grieve or whatever. No, God is with you. Who can be against you? His purpose. And then we learn everything that we can in the season that we're in, in preparation for the next season that God has for you. I hope. I hope that you're learning everything you can right now because you're going to need it. You need it. God uses it. God uses your past seasons when he moves you to a new one. 2 Timothy 2. Timothy, you are a son to me. Be strong in the grace that we have because we belong to Jesus Christ. What you have heard me teach publicly, you should teach others. Share these teachings with people, then they will be able to teach others the same things as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Accept your share of trouble that you have. soldier wants to please his commanding officer so he does not spend any time on activities that are not part of his duty focused God what can you teach me he even says here teach, take what I've taught you and teach others that's not just preaching on a stage in a church somewhere that's you This is where your testimony comes in. This is why you learn everything you can so that you can share it at your workplace or at your school or wherever you are with other people that have no hope. It's not just for us. Can I tell you, God didn't perform the miracle only for you. He didn't. He did it because there's other people out there who need it. And so we learn, we mature, we grow in our current season so that we can help and teach others what we learned. Oh, I don't know what to say. No. What did did you learn? What did you learn? Think about it. What did you learn? Did you learn to trust God? Did you learn that he is your supplier? Did you learn to have faith and believe in him? Did you learn to forgive? Hello. Let me just stop right there. In the last season, did you learn to forgive that person? So that you could share forgiveness with other people in the next season. This is one of the reasons why it's so important that we forgive. Not only is it commanded by God. You can't walk around here, walk through your life angry and bitter and all of that. Can I tell you? It'll kill you. I've often told people, you know, the devil, he, he, he might hit you with that wrongdoing and then that unforgiveness. He's not satisfied with the unforgiveness. You harbor bitterness... Are you carrying a fence? By the time you're done, he'll take all of your money. He'll destroy all of your relationships. You won't have a job. Why? He's going for your soul. The devil goes for your soul. You're not after your money. Are you kidding me? That's just one thing. He wants to destroy your soul. Talk about Eternity. He wants to take it from you. This is why we need to forgive and forgive quick and don't carry an offense and move on in the things of God. This is why. Many benefits to doing this stuff. Many benefits. But we need to do that. Hang on one second while my iPad decides to do whatever. Okay. So we learn and we mature and we grow in our current situation or season so that we can teach and help others what we've learned. And then we learn and mature and grow in our current season in preparation for what God has next, what God has next. I know sometimes, you know, school kids, well, I'll never use this in my future. Why do I have to learn it? And some of it may be so. But learn it all. just, Just learn it all. And then you have it. And if you need it, you got it. And if you don't need it, it's okay. Just learn it all. Here's my question. Are you teachable? Are you learning in the season that you're in now? Oh, well, I think I know about everything. No, you don't. No, you don't. Be teachable. Be teachable. And are you asking God to teach you everything that you need so that you'll have it for the future? I hope that you are. I hope that you are. And then thirdly, we move forward in step with God into our next season we let go of the past even though it's familiar even though it was wonderful that's okay you can trust God you can walk with God you can step with God into your next season we all know people who are stuck in their past some of it's funny but some of it's not funny but stuck in their past, maybe they're stuck in their childhood, or it could be some circumstance or some tragedy, or they're stuck on a year, some year long ago. I told you some of this stuff gets funny. They they're they're stuck on a certain style of music. You know anybody anybody know anybody like that? It's all you know. Let me let me just bring it into church, okay? Sometimes the older generation, and I'm becoming that. I'm not there yet, but I'm becoming that. <laughs> they're they're stuck on hymns. Now I I love hymns, I love hymns. In fact, uh, several Sundays ago, Krissa was leading, and we we sang out in "How Great Thou Art." Remember? I love that. I love that. But there are some older people, you know, back in 19, 1855, they had a, a move of God, you know, and God really touched them. And the guy was playing uh, that certain song. So now I'm talking about stuck in your back. Now God can't move until that guy is singing that same song. There are people like that. You don't look at me like you don't you don't know. There are people like that. I can have a move of God with a hymn or a brand new song. I'm not going to be stuck. I'm not going to be stuck. Going to Africa in a few weeks, they're going to do things different than what we do things here, okay? Being raised in Africa, I'm not you didn't you you don't see me In fact, some of you probably didn't even know that I was raised in Africa because I'm deliberate in moving with the season that God has me in, has me in. I'm wearing cowboy boots today. You think I'm four weeks I'm going to be wearing cowboy boots? No. Long sleeve. You think I'm going to be? No. No, I'm moving with the season that I'm in. Moving with the season. I know, sometimes it's hard, but we cannot allow ourselves to be stuck in our past season. Not allowed. There's too too much that God wants to do with you and me. Can't do that. Can't do that. You know, today um, is the 31st anniversary of our daughter passing away. 31 years ago, she passed away. And um, I was thinking about that. You know, through, you know, you can look at it as a tragedy and it was, but you can also look at it this way. The miracle of conception, just conception alone, enables an individual to spend eternity in heaven. She's been in heaven for 31 years. And I haven't. But the day is getting sooner and sooner. It's getting closer and closer. Do, I, do you say, do you, do you and your wife wonder what she might look like? Yeah. Yeah. What personality she might, she'd probably have my personality. <laughs> but she'd have her mother's looks. but we must fully trust God in his leading even when we don't have all the details I'm a detailed person but there's times that I have to wing it like the trip to Costa Rica the other month we had didn't have a lot of details but we had the Holy Spirit and as long as you're plugged in with him he brings about all the details let me wrap this up with my journey let me just share my journey one of my seasons so you know raising a christian home in africa been around ministry and church the other week i think week before last my mom called me and said hey dave you've been saved 55 years now i, I didn't even wasn't even thinking about it or whatever i know You can't believe I'm even that old. But anyway, I've been walking with God 55 years. Uh, Raised in Africa, went to boarding school. That's a whole nother, nother season. When I was 18, I came back to America to live. When I was 27 years old, I started a business with no education and no money, no business knowledge, none of that. Just had to trust God. Just had to trust God. The business struggle for many years. Still had to trust God. I was learning. I, I was like, God, in this season, I want to learn what I need to learn now for the future that's ahead. For more than 20 years, I felt that I was to be in full-time ministry. But God had me in the business world. So I still had to continue trusting God. It was a challenge to be in one season, the business world, and know or feel that you were going to become in full-time ministry in another season. Hard it's a challenge to be committed, committed in the season that you're in. But I had to be content. I had to be content and trust God. I'd go to trade shows, and there would be drinking and partying going on. And they always, they always wanted me to come. Always wanted me to come. But I was a witness every time I went. And I used that time to, you know, mature in God and really know and understand what I believe in God. They all knew I was saved. All of them knew I was saved. That's why when I transferred over into ministry, it wasn't a shock to them. They're like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Or we knew it would happen or, you know, whatever. But I was always a witness. And I didn't know if I should pursue ministry or stay in business until God took me out. This is why I say don't, don't rush ahead. Don't rush ahead with God. You'll, you'll make Ishmael's if you do that you got to be okay with, that's what I said, you got to be content. you got to be okay with being in the season and reaching your full potential and giving it 100% right where you are. you got to be okay with that. So I didn't know what to do. But then I decided, you know what, I'm going to trust God to lead me and be in ministry and then do some, some ministry, some ministry. Not full-time, but, but some. And so I was an international crusade director for 10 years, along with being a business owner. This put me in some countries six times in one year and run my business. Difficult, very difficult. I told the Lord that I would stay and give my 100% to the business until he decided to take me out of it. I was content and I trusted him to do so and then God transitioned me out of the some ministry and then I still had my business so you can see where the wrestle might come in there so with no place to go and yet trusting God my wife and I heard about hot fm have you ever heard of hot fm so we heard, and then we started attending here. And um, so, I, But I thought that ministry was done and that I would continue to give God 100% of my business. I mean, he, he gave it to me, so that's only right and only reasonable, right, to work your business at 100% for him? I think it is. And so I came here and had to learn to sit down. And my wife will tell you that it was that that was the challenge, because I was used to running services and doing stuff like that, so if the mic didn 't come on when so and so grabbed it or the lights didn 't whatever, that was my job to go and make sure that it happened and i 'd be up off my seat, and she 'd grab me and sit me back down but so anyway but I had to learn to be content and then after being here about a year, then we were asked to be on the core team, so now i 'm back in business and back in some ministry. does this sound crazy to you? I mean, this is like nuts. So now I'm back in some ministry and still have the business. So then after more time passed, then I was asked to be one of the elders here. And so being in more ministry and still having my business, giving God 100% of my business, And 100% of me in ministry, that's what I had to do. So I had no days off for years, years. I had no days off. Monday through Friday, business, Saturday, elders meeting, Sunday, church. And still trying to be disciplined and focused while being exhausted. And Barry knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's hard. It's hard. And listen, don't think for one moment that I'm boasting because if it's not the strength of God... It doesn't happen. So I know fully who equipped me and who strengthened me, and his name is Jesus. (laughs) Plain and simple. So then, as time went on, I still had this feeling that God was going to transition me out of business, out of the business world, but I had no clue, no details, no details. Don't know when, don't know how it's going to happen. And so I said, you know what, God, whenever you want to do this, because now 20 years has passed since I had this feeling. Whenever you want to do this, just you do it and I'll go with it. I'm fine. So then in 2019, I started feeling that the time was getting closer and um, I had to trust God during this time and working things out. And then in 2020, um, I got rid of the business And then that's when Barry and I came on. I think you were 2020. You were before me. But, and so the business was gone. So I didn't need to give 100% to that anymore. I'd done that for 28 years. But now we got full-time ministry. So now we're, talk about transition. It's transition. And, uh, but you still believe God that he's going to, uh, to work things out. And so the deal that I had with the new owner was I would work one month for him for free. Okay. And then I would be hired on with him somewhat to train his salespeople. And so we did the free month, the 30 days of the free month. And then two days before Friday, he called me and he said, well, Friday is going to be your last day. And I asked him why, because I'm straightforward and I need to know. So I asked him, I said, well, that's not the deal that we had worked on. He goes, yeah, no, I know, I just changed my mind and, and um, decided that Friday would be your last day. But here's what I had told the Lord. I said, God, whenever you do it, however you do it, I'm gonna be okay with it. Even though I may not like it, I may not understand it, I'm still gonna trust you. And so when he said that Friday was my last day, My flesh was like, hold on, you didn't do what you said. And anybody knows me, when somebody tells me something, I count on it. So I was counting on it. But then I was like, you know what? I told the Lord I'd be okay with it. So I need to get myself in line and be okay with it. And then it wasn't a few days later and COVID happened and I wouldn't have been able to travel and teach these salespeople anyway. And so do you see how. God was preparing me. All of my life. For the season. That I stand here today in. Bizarre. Crazy. How would it ever happen. This guy. This little boy from Africa. Some village in Africa. To now. There's, there's no way. No way, but you do it by learning everything you can in every season that you're in so that you will be equipped for the next season and then the next one. And I don't know what's ahead. I don't know. And I, you know what? I'm not even worried about it. I'm just worried about fulfilling my destiny in the season that I'm in. So what have I learned? I learned to be content in the season that I'm in, in the past. i learn everything that I can in preparation for the next season. And then be ready to move forward in step with God to your next season. Don't rush ahead, don't get ahead of God. You need to be in step with him. And you can trust him to bring you through. Stand with me. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for your word and illustrations that are actually practical to our everyday life thank you that your word applies to us today and it will apply to us tomorrow, Lord willing. I thank you that we can trust you, that we can be content in our season. We can learn everything that we can. We can be diligent and focused and give you 100% even when things aren't the best, so to say. Even when things aren't going well or there's a setback or something, we can still stand up and say, God, I will give you my best. I will give you my best. I pray for endurance in the season that we're in. I pray that there be joy. I know that there's joy. I know that there's the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the refreshing that comes to us when we're in your presence. Regardless of the circumstances or the storm that's out there. I thank you that we can commit our lives to you and we can live for you. We can trust you. And you will see us through. Our lives are in your hands. We have no guarantee of anything. But we can trust you. And we can do our best and give you our best and stand before you one day with no regrets. We can do that. Speak to your people, even as we leave here. Holy Spirit, will you show us where we can tweak things and improve on things and maybe forgive? Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's not being so self-centered. You, Holy Spirit, speak to us and teach us and let us be committed to walk with you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.